All right, so I'm here with my good friend and BJJ black belt, Mike Wilson from Guerrilla Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What's up? In Mawa, New Jersey. Um, I haven't done a lot of these before, so we're just testing this out, see, as a form of interview. I've known Mike for about, what, four years now, something like that? I think I started training in, like, yep. 2013. Four years. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked on and on, uh, on and on, on and off. Um, he's a fantastic training partner, great instructor. Um, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to hear interview him, find out how he started in uh, BJJ, and all that I other fun stuff. started in BJJ. Um, <clears throat> I started training in when I was 30 years old. Um, I grew up in the 80s in the Bronx, which was a little, uh, a little different than times today, <laughs> and a little bit more rough, so I kind of... Uh, I kind of learned how to fight at an early age, or at least I was thrown into a bunch of fights at an early age. And uh, by the time I was in high school and stuff, I was always getting into fights. And, and my friends were already training and telling me I should start training. And I didn't believe them. I didn't really care to take them up on it. I right. thought like I was the toughest guy exactly, in the world. Yeah. I didn't need Everyone that shit. That. Yeah. You know, and then 10 years went by and again, I bumped into my friends again at a wedding mm. and they started talking about it and I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. And I gave it a shot and I fell in love with it the second I started. And Where'd you start? Uh, Thomas Clifford's Martial Arts in Orangeburg, New York. It was a Hoyler Gracie school. Okay. Hoyler would pop in with David Adiv a couple times a year, do seminars and right. I was just learning the basics through there. And That's uh, Mickey Gull's trainer too, I think. Uh, David His BJJ yes. uh, instructor. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that guy's great. Yeah. And then uh, from there, I moved on to uh, friends of mine opened a school in New York, and um, a bunch of guys had left Thomas Clifford, so I went with them, and uh, I ended up getting my, my blue and my purple belt through uh, Steve Cardian, who was under um, Helsin Gracie, Team mm -hmm. Balance at the time, and uh, our school in New York was about to go under, so everyone was starting to look for schools, and that's how I ended up at Silver Fox, gotcha. and uh, spent the last four four years of my training over there got my black belt right um in two years ago actually in may yeah and uh a year and a half ago i opened up up here yeah. and the journey continues yeah so how's uh how, what's life like owning a gym now from starting from white belt to owning your own academy uh it's uh, it's, it's hard to find words to be honest it's incredible um it's gone completely full circle mm -hmm. you know uh in the beginning, I just I wanted to learn the mm -hmm. art, learn how to you know to use stuff for self defense for you know if I was ever getting into fights anymore. And, right. And then I fell in love with the art and and which is hard not to do. Yeah, you especially gotta, when you realize what you can do with with so little effort. They call it catching the bug. So yeah. I, I caught the bug and I fell in love right away and uh, everything started to make sense to me really quickly mm -hmm. and. Um, I, I really um, I found out very early that I liked breaking things down and being able to show other people. Yeah. And I started to realize that, hey, I have something here. I have the ability to break down something that's very, very intricate and detailed into very, very simple terms mm -hmm. and simple analogies right. that people can understand. Basically, like, yeah, dissecting like a, yeah. like a surgeon, basically. Like jujitsu for dummies. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that, that's exactly. what I need to learn it for myself. So yeah. if I have the ability to do that for me, I could break it down for you. And then I started to see different body types need different different techniques, Needs, different yeah. styles, you know, so I, I started to get more into the teaching angle of it and I fell mm. in love with that. So now I love training, I love rolling, I love teaching, I love being able to, to pick you apart and tell you what right. you should be focusing on yeah. and what you shouldn't do. Because it's amazing, like, I obviously have very, very little experience in jiu-jitsu, but it's amazing, like, when you <clears throat> learn it and then you try to teach somebody else the same technique or whatever you're teaching them and you find different ways to get to the same submission mm -hmm. or takedown, you find you always pick something else up that you didn't that you missed before. Sure. Which and I mean, everybody in jiu-jitsu, any podcast you listen to, anybody you talk to that yeah. does jiu-jitsu says the exact same thing. Whether you're teaching math or, or anything yeah. else, exactly. you're relearning it in order to teach it. So yeah. if somebody asks you a question, you actually have to relearn it and explain yeah. it the right way. So I do the same thing when I teach, not that I teach, but when I was a lieutenant in the fire department, I did the same thing with my guys. Like whenever you're Teach them how to break down a door or do a search yeah. or how to attack a fire the right way. You want to sound like stuff. an idiot. Exactly. Yeah, make sure you know what you're talking about. Exactly. So you have to relearn so it real quick and get it out there the right way. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what it is now. So I'm here seven days a week now and I'm, I'm teaching every class. I mean, I, I roll with all my students every mm -hmm. day. Um, so I'm on one hand, I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I've never been happier at the same time. Of course, because so you're doing what you love. You're yeah, basically getting paid more exactly. or less to do what you love. So I, I, I gave up my job and... Jumped in here two feet with both feet, mm -hmm. and, you know, I've just been 
pouring my heart and soul into this mm. since the beginning, and it's all and starting shows. to yeah, it it's all starting to come together now. We're, what we're were you doing before? I was in the jewelry business for a long time. That's right. And, I forgot about uh, that. With family, mm. and I started getting into buying and selling uh, gold and diamonds and mm. stuff. And I've bar- I've done a whole lot of stuff. Mm. I worked in bars, clubs, promoting, right. uh, doing security. I still mm. do some private security now. Okay. Oh, that's right. Forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> totally forgot about that. Yeah, um, still doing that. Um, and this is just gonna be free flowing, so we don't have to cool. just do about that. Um, what else is going on other than this? Anything else? Uh, You're teaching uh, kids jujitsu now too, right? Yeah, I'm starting that up in two weeks. Okay. I'm excited about that. I um, I don't have kids of my own. I don't plan on it. <laughs> I like kids. I just don't like yeah. having the, <laughs> having them running around my house all night. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I feel you. Yeah. So this will be perfect. I'll get to interact with kids, teach mm-hmm. them how to defend themselves. You know, right. later on they're going to be growing up and yeah, having becoming, to deal with you know, yeah. teens and adult jujitsu stars. Exactly. So. <laughs> Get them young and teach them early, exactly. you know. Yeah, I've been teaching people how to defend their kids. Now I want to teach kids how to defend themselves. Right. And how to, you know, be able to defend their parents if they're in that yeah. situation. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, nowadays you don't know who's going to do what. You never know. You go to any kind of a bar, you don't know what you're dealing with. I just had to explain that to all these yeah. guys tonight. All yeah. these guys. I said you never know. It doesn't matter if you're at the library, mm-hmm. you're in line at the at, at McDonald's, you're, mm-hmm. you're at you're a club, a bar, mm-hmm. at the supermarket. Yeah. You know, you can get into an ugly situation. Can happen anywhere. Yeah, and real quick too. Real quick. Out of nowhere. Exactly. And you want to be prepared for it. You know, you don't want to be uh, paranoid, but you want to be prepared. Yeah, and it, like that's a big thing because the same thing when you learn when you join a school, jujitsu, taekwondo, whatever, you become part of the family, and you want to protect each other, and you always see this stuff on social media where. People are just videotaping people getting the shit out, oh, rather than helping them out. It's like, really? Like, why would you videotape instead of helping uh, that person out? We live in a I crazy never world that. these days. It's just, I never understood. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. It's like the new form of bullying. Yeah, pretty much. You know, people would sit back and point fingers and, and make fun of you while you're getting bullied. Now they're, they're, they're doing the same. They're not helping you. They're videotaping exactly. you. It's the same exactly. shit. Or know? even with cyberbullying, too. Yeah. Gets, and that's why kids should be training. They yeah. should. I, I'm a firm believer, and, and we need... We need bullies. Yeah, you we, do. You it's, do. It, it's part of our ecosystem. It's it kind of like you, you can't take lions out of the jungle. Exactly. You know, it's a, it, it's it, almost built into us. We're almost programmed to do that. Absolutely. Certain people, anyway. We, we, it, it's, it's a part of the ecosystem. It's part of the food chain. Yeah, it's a that's part of everything. I mean, yeah. you, we need bullies in school to teach little kids how to defend themselves. Right. We, you know, you, there's a... These days, they try and, they're trying to... Uh, Protect them rather than letting yeah, them. Yeah, they're trying themselves. to, like Joe Rogan says, nerf the world. Like, yeah, basically, you, you pretty can't much. do that. You just can't wrap protect. everybody in bubble wrap and hope yeah, for the best. You can't protect yeah. everybody from everything, but yeah. you can prepare them for things. You can exactly. say, hey, listen, don't go out and hurt people, but if in the case somebody tries to hurt you, exactly. this is what you do, and you yeah. prepare them for, you know, exactly. for, for life. Yeah. Instead of just sending people out there blindly and saying, ah, if something happens, don't worry, call, the, call, call 911. The right, exactly. You know, I have a guy that's a multimillionaire. He's a, a guy that um, he's a customer. Uh, I work for. I help my friend do some audio video stuff with mm-hmm. installing uh, cameras. Mm-hmm. This guy's got a plumbing business. He's a multimillionaire. He's got mm-hmm. a bunch of kids. He has a, a full size NBA basketball court in his backyard. Jesus okay, Christ. it's incredible. So we put <laughs> TVs and cameras everywhere. So he has. Um, he's got four kids and they all do soccer. They all mm-hmm. play soccer. So he's got a girl coming over giving them private lessons. Mm-hmm. Each one of them. Right. And I was like, oh wow, that's awesome that he yeah. has the money for that, the facility, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I said, oh, shit, you know, we should talk to this guy. I could bring mats over here right on the basketball right. court, and, and I could teach his kids self-defense, you know. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, and his answer was, oh, I don't believe in self-defense. I just teach my kids to dial 911. <laughs> and I didn't even have the heart to tell, them to tell him, like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, that like, doesn't Think happen. about what you're saying. If yeah. somebody punches your daughter in the head and puts Repeatedly. her on her back and tries to do terrible things mm-hmm. to her, you think that her pulling a phone out of her pocket at that time and calling anyone, she can call God at that exactly. minute. You think that that's going to help her? Yeah, I mean. That's never going to help her. But people don't realize it, it in a small town, the average response time for a cop is, like, maybe four minutes if you're lucky. Yeah, if and, you're counting on that to save yeah. your life, you're in big trouble. And pe- for people who haven't been in a fight or been attacked before, four minutes is a very long time if you don't know how to defend yourself. <laughs> 30 seconds is a exactly. long time in the street. Most street fights last a minute. If and, that, and, and both guys are huffing and puffing yeah. and bleeding and ready to die at that point. Yeah, and pretty people much. People think like, oh my God, yeah. you know, it looks like a championship fight. Yeah, but it's... Take, take a five-minute fight. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and in a back alley with nobody watching, where exactly. someone's trying to kill you. Exactly. Where there's no referee, there's no yeah. gloves, there's, there's no, no cops, there's, there's no, no nothing. nothing. No one it's to help you. It's just you, him, and survival. Yeah. People need to know how to defend themselves. It's, it's bad enough when you're rolling five minutes with your friends who you don't want to hurt each other, you're just trying yeah. to submit each other. That's hard enough, and you're, you're winded three minutes into it. Mm-hmm. That's another beautiful thing about jiu-jitsu is 
not only are you learning how to defend yourself, but like you said, when we're rolling and you're trying to break my arm, yeah, I know that you're not going to break my arm. Exactly. We've built this thing called trust. Exactly. I could put my neck in your hands knowing right. that you're going to try and guillotine me or choke me, just mm-hmm. choke me unconscious right. or, or neck crank me even, but I know yeah. you're not going to break my neck. Right. You're going to let me tap him because I of trust course. you and we're going to go of on. Of course. Yes. That's, that's another... That's one of the one of the big things that gets overlooked in jujitsu. That's not really talked about so much is it, the camaraderie. People don't have that type of trust with human beings oh, in yeah. life. Like yeah. most people think, like, oh, that guy's probably going to screw mm-hmm. me over. He's probably exactly. going to do. So. People don't trust people. No, no, not no. only do you trust your training partners, but I trust you with my life. Pretty I much, trust yeah. My neck. Yeah, because in, in real life, if that was happening in real life, you'd be pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't just. This I wouldn't be reversed. I but. wouldn't spar with some stranger and put no. my neck in there and no. say, "Oh, I'm sure he's not going to try to kill me." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But we yeah. could do that all day long, every exactly. day, knowing and that I'm not going to break your arms. Yeah, you're not going to break mine, and we're going to get to slap hands after. Exactly. And, you know? Yeah, I mean, countless times after we after we trained at Silver Fox, we would go to. You know, out drinking yeah, or whatever. That, out to, we go out to dinner every every Friday part night. Bi- part of the byproducts that I talk about all the time: the camaraderie, the trust, all yeah. these things. You the family feel. You, you can't buy that. No. You can't. No. You develop that exactly. And that's one of the byproducts. Yep. Weight loss and self defense yep. and all that stuff. That's yep. the meat and potatoes, but mm-hmm. the byproduct is definitely all that other stuff. Oh, all the relationships doubt. you build. Yeah, exactly. I, I have closer relationship with guys that. I've been training for 13 years with, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, then you do people you've grown up I've with. That I've known for my whole yeah. life, yeah. Yeah. That I would call them in a second when I needed them rather Absolutely. than somebody I've known for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I still talk to everybody. Uh, I try to talk to everybody from Silver Fox from time to time. I mean, here I don't really know anybody except for you and, and Caitlin, so it's a little, yeah, it's well, a little different. You know a few more people than you, you realize. Yeah. Like Jim Rice and Russell and a few of Fox's guys are up here and Stan. And, okay. Yeah. But yeah, man, those guys. Yeah, I remember Jim and I remember Russell. Yeah. I don't think I met. I might have met Stan. Might have came right. I out. think I met. I think I met him like once or twice here. I know he was here for the seminar yeah. a couple weeks ago, which is awesome, by the way. That was a great. Oh, that was a great this, seminar. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was fun. Was really cool, dude. He's coming back in September too. That's right. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was, saying, he was uh, saying that. Yeah, he's a real cool dude. For those of, obviously not many other people will know that's uh, Scott Epstein, who's a yes. uh, black belt under Eddie Bravo at Tenth Planet Jiu Jitsu in West LA, right? West LA. Yeah. Yep. And he's also a movie star. He was in what was that? Which Never Back Down was he in? I think the second one. Uh, I'm not sure which. I one. I want to say it was in the second yeah. one. Yeah, the one with uh, Michael Jai White. Yeah. Who doesn't I mean, get enough credit he, in the martial arts world? He was think. on TV for the the Ultimate Fighter too. Was he, he was real? Chocolate Dolls uh, BJJ coach. Oh shit! In like I didn't season know that. one or two. One really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. He's young too, isn't he? Uh, man, I think everybody's my age, but I think <laughs> I, I think he's late thirties. Um, he looks a lot younger. He looks yeah. like maybe a little. He looks like early thirties. Jiu-jitsu, man, it keeps yeah. you young. Yeah. Look at Joe Rogan. That's you know? true. Look, yeah, I'm forty three. People, are no like, shit. What? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I remember when you told me you were when we first met. I'm like, really? You're that yeah. old? Now you're starting to see I got white hairs all over. <laughs> Just get, take the beard down. off. You won't I notice. Know. I'm gonna, I've been thinking about it this whole week. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> you look so different without it. Though. I know. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> Looking silly without it or looking old with it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so what else do you do other than here? I mean, you got to have some kind of downtime. Um, yeah, basically when I'm not here, I, I, uh, I listen to a lot of live music. Um, I'm in the, the, the New York hardcore scene. I do. Um, right. I also I work with uh, Black and Blue Productions. We do punk and hardcore shows mm-hmm. all up and down the East Coast. Right. All, all, actually, all over the country mm-hmm. out into California. So I used to do a lot of, I used to promote a lot of bands mm. in clubs in Jersey. I stopped doing that. Now I'm here all the time, so I don't really have the time. Right. But now my friends are doing shows in New York all the time. We just mm. did the Black and Blue Bowl at Webster Hall. Okay. Uh, two weekends ago. Which is just a, 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 a live show? Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's a big fest we put on every year. Just, a, you know, like 20, 30 bands. Mm. And we rent out the club for the day. And it's, gotcha. It's a big thing. Gotcha. And you work with, um, at least I think I've seen you post it once or twice because I follow them too, uh, Gutter Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Good friend of mine, another promoter. Met him through the music world. Okay. And same thing. Yeah, because I saw they released a shirt for, because uh, my girlfriend and I listened to this podcast about, um, like, they make, they take, like, serial killer stories, like uh, Richard Ramirez, Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer, and they kind of put, like, a lighter spin on it. Like, you know, they'll tell the story of what they did and all that right, other right. stuff, but then you have, like, like, why to do it this way, why to do it that way. It's, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's, it's a pretty funny podcast. It's called Last Podcast on the Left. But I saw that they put a, a Richard Ramirez or Night Stalker T-shirt out. I'm like, holy shit! I kind of yeah. want to get that. Gutter has all those. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Manson shirts and all that. Yeah, he does that cult leader clothing mm-hmm. line. So he's got. The, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's cool. his thing. He's got a tattooed across his head. Oh, really? Uh huh. That's cool. You meet a lot of people doing a lot of different things. I feel like people try to stick to their niche things and not like 
move out of their little circle rather than just trying to experience stuff. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Just in uh, last week when we, we had the black and blue roll, we mm-hmm. did a, a charity open mat the day before this event at Webster mm-hmm. Hall, and it was uh, it's the second one that we've done. We're trying to get them going every year, mm-hmm. and it's basically just a big open mat for charity, and they right. pick a different charity every year. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, What was so, the charity this year? Um, my friend's son passed away. He due to drugs, mm. and um, so he started a foundation for kids that are hooked on drugs, troubled, right. troubled right. kids and stuff, so it, it, it was just uh, trying to get that off the ground, mm. so we helped him out big time with, with getting right. it off the ground. Yeah. Every year it's going to be a different charity and stuff. That's cool. That's awesome, actually. Um, yes. I, I was, sorry, I was, no, in, I was interviewed through there, and, I, and we were talking about how crazy it is that the music world, jiu-jitsu, and the graffiti world, how intertwined they are. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's art. Yeah, absolutely, it's and it's, it's just, it's incredible how many people I, I know now that I've known, mm-hmm. but I never knew they did jiu-jitsu. I knew, I knew them right. through music, but now I know that they you do jiu-jitsu right. also, or I knew them through jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. and now that I know they're in a band, and I'm right. like, wait a second, it's crazy. Yeah. Scott Epstein, mm-hmm. the reason I know him, he's a big, um, he travels the world doing graffiti. He's a world-known graffiti it, artist. I didn't know that up until he told us in the seminar. I didn't and, know that. Uh, yeah, so him and a couple of my friends travel the world, and they go to, like, Vietnam for the week, and they just no do a shit. bunch of graffiti out there. They go awesome. to Israel for the week, do graffiti out wow. there. They're just traveling the world, doing graffiti, got paid awesome. to do it and everything. And yeah, It's it's amazing the people you find when you kind of, like, let your ego, oh, your, ego, your ego out. And it's like you notice the people who don't have that that almost like a outer shell where, like, they're trying to protect themselves from, like, people seeing who they are. Or, like, you know, I got to act like this tough sure. guy and all that other stuff. It's like 99% of the people out yeah. there. Yeah, put on that front, try and be somebody. Yeah, that's another great thing that jujitsu does. We're just gonna keep going back to it, no matter what else yeah. we talk about. It just my girlfriend is pissed off me for that. Ego. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, my girlfriend used to hate me for it too. Yeah. Now she trains. Now she. Now I try she to get her into it. it. She just won't let me. <laughs> and she gets pissed because like every time we go and lay on the couch and like watch TV or whatever, I always have her in like a rear naked choke mm-hmm. position. Obviously, you don't squeeze, but she's always just like. She's now like, now that's her. I'm on the couch. She sneaks up behind me. She's trying to choke me. <laughs> All the time. We used to go to like the bar, and there would be some a couple of guys, and we'd be talking jujitsu for hours, and she'd be sitting there twiddling her thumbs like right. just on her phone the whole time. Yeah. And I felt bad. Now I go to the bar, she won't shut up about exactly. jujitsu the whole time. Yeah, yeah it, it's 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 pretty interesting, like how how one simple thing can just completely change your life, yeah. or at least your outlook on life. If you yeah, if you live the jujitsu lifestyle, you know you there are guys that just train jujitsu for mm-hmm. a hobby or whatever right. for a workout, or whatever. Or whatever. But yeah. if you get caught up in the lifestyle, it. it if you're lucky enough to, it changes everything. Oh, yeah. it, it, you see the world through jujitsu eyes, and it changes the way you think about yeah. everything. Yeah, you, and it's just like how it's human chess. You kind of like you solve problems a little differently. That, that's what it is. It's yeah. problem solving on the fly. Exactly. When somebody's trying to break your arm, and you have to figure that out, how to not have your arm right. broken, and then all of a sudden they switch to trying to break your neck. Right. You now have to think on the right. fly. Okay, I got to th- stop thinking about that. And, and then start you switch out of that, this. and they try to put you in a, exactly. in a shoulder and lock. And it just or... keeps going and going and yeah, going exactly. and going and going faster and harder, and you just have to stay on top of it and right. think on the fly. Yep. When you have the ability to do that, you could slow everything down in life. When yep. your boss is yelling at you, and you could just, ooh, I could relax now. Exactly. I, guys cut you off in the car normally you exactly. want to freaking road rage Bash and kill yeah. them now yeah. you're just like ah whatever you, you see you it coming it you let yeah. it go yeah yeah it was like uh what's his name uh john mcbride i don't know if you've ever seen his videos yeah. on facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i've actually seen him a couple times we my girlfriend and i went to dc oh, he's, kind of he's hilarious he's hilarious i saw him in dc probably in december my girlfriend and i were in dc and he was playing and we went and um where else uh one time in montclair with another comedian we yeah, went and caught I him he's, it. he's hilarious he's a great dude i want he to is. see his stand up he's a really cool dude um, he's what? training down to fifty fifty now. Yeah, yep. Because yeah, he comes up, he comes, he basically comes up and down the East Coast. Yeah, all the time for work and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I was the one who I talked him into going to fifty fifty down there. He was going to go to I think Gracie Baja or something. And oh, okay. And Ryan Hall was right there. Okay, crazy. Yeah. And a lot of people shit on Ryan Hall. A lot of people are stupid. I know. Just like how everyone thinks that Damian Maya is a boring fighter. Like if you, you understood jujitsu, if you understood jujitsu, yeah. you see he's the complete opposite. Yeah. The human backpack. That's the reason I stopped uh, going to see live events. Yeah. I'm tired of being surrounded by thousands of those people that just yeah. don't get it. Yeah, and, and even me as a white belt, I somewhat understand. Like, I can see the moves coming. I don't know how to do them, but I see them coming. Like, understanding. Like, yeah. And um, a very, very, very little understanding, but I can kind of see, you know, I can see where, like, my girlfriend get mad at me because I almost commentate it myself. Like, I'm a mini Joe Rogan. Like, while like I'll just stay home and watch the, the fights. Um and my, actually, my girlfriend and I did a, a, a li- not a live, but we did a pre-fight thing for UFC 209 a while back with uh, Woodley versus Thompson. 
But um, that's why I can't go to bars either. Like, I'll we would go out every once in a while. We watched like the I think the DC versus no the Jones versus the OSP fight like last year, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Right. I'm like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Like, people don't know what the hell they're talking yeah. about. It drives me insane. Yeah. It's... I'd much rather watch it from my couch. Exactly. Spend the 60 bucks. And... Yeah. I mean, they got to change something with that, too. You can't be... If you're paying for UFC Fight Pass, you shouldn't have to pay $60 for each pay-per-view. Get yourself a fire stick, man. <laughs> well, they're, ch- they're cutting down on people with that. Yeah. They're finding people with that, yeah. With the... What is it? Coda? The Coda yeah, or Cody. the Cody, whatever? Yeah. yeah. They're, uh, they're, I, I heard they're uh, cutting down on people with that. I'm sure they are, but... Yeah. There'll always be people getting around it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Evolution. Yeah. Evolution. And now there's, there's fights every week, so it's yeah. who's spending sixty bucks a week. Exactly. Well, the, that's how that's how bars make their money now. Yeah. It's just through just through that alone because they're spending sixty bucks, but people well, are coming not, in. Yeah, they spend thousands though. Exactly. Bars. Yeah, but um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, are you watching uh, UFC two twelve tomorrow? Oh shit! That's right. That's yeah. tomorrow. Yes, yep. we are. We were talking about going out to watch it, but. I don't think I'll do <laughs> Who do you think is going to win that one for uh, Aldo versus Holloway? I'm a long-time Aldo fan. Oh, I love Aldo. But I like I like Holloway coming up now, and I think it's about that time. Ten-fight win streak and still didn't get a title shot until now. Yeah. And that's not even really a title shot. And Aldo's on his way out. You know, his he time is, is over. Yeah. So. And he, got sucked. he was undefeated for, what, like 10 years? Mm-hmm. And gets knocked down 13 seconds and just everyone shits on him like he never like out of all the things he accomplished like that's the one thing he's going to be remembered for that's the same morons we were talking about a minute ago exactly people who don't understand what they're watching yeah if you watch like vintage Aldo from like the WEC days versus Uriah Faber or Chad Mendez you just hear the leg kicks and you want to scream that's when he was in his prime exactly now it's over he's still young though he's not he's almost 30 yeah but he's been fighting for so long his window is over you know you only have a certain amount of time yeah if you start early it ends early start late it ends late yeah exactly especially with all the the cte that everyone's getting scared about now yeah it's it's not a joke like i know people that that um that's serious stuff yeah yeah. logan talks about that shit all the time it's very serious i have vertigo from that i've had my back of my head slammed yeah, in the street, getting taken down, hitting yeah. my head on the cement. Yeah, I've gotten hit in the head with a couple of foreign objects before. It's not. Yeah, yeah I got jumped when I was like sixteen or fifteen, and got hit in the head with a uh, a lead pipe. Not fun. <laughs> Does not feel good. You wake up, you're dizzy, you're nauseous. You don't know if you're gonna yeah. throw up or fall down or both at the same time. I've it's had a not, few concussions. They're not. They're not good. Yeah, definitely not. And even when I grew up playing soccer, you don't realize it. But all you right. know, all those headers you take, you fall down and trip. You land on I, your head. and I joke around about it now, how my memory is shit, and I yeah. always say, oh, yeah, it's because I've been punched in the head so many times. Exactly. It probably is. Yeah, that's I'm sure it. it has something yeah. to do with it. Exactly, yeah. And even Having with football. five or six concussions doesn't, yeah, that'll it, do it doesn't help. Yep. That was the same thing. That was why, uh, what's his name? Wayne Corbett retired. Wayne Corbett, the uh, wide receiver oh, okay, for the Jets. Yeah, yeah. But you see a, um, you see a lot of football players. That, uh, one oh. guy retired. He was like, I think he just got signed by somebody, and he was 23, Played one season and just retired because he yeah, took too many amazing. concussions. And I forgot where I heard it. It was probably Rogan's podcast. But um, they had, a, I think, a quarterback or someone for, like, a high school or college team. He fell off the back of a pickup and died. And they, they checked out his brain, and he had the brain of, like, a 90-year-old person. Ugh. And he was, like, tw- I think it was, like, 19 or 20. And he had you always brain. hear it with boxers, but they never talk about it with football. No. You re- retired no. boxers. Oh, that guy's punch, yeah. punch punchy. drunk. You know? Yeah, punchy or punch drunk. They never yeah. talk about retired football players that can't even stand. Exactly. Their knees are shot. Their backs yep. are shot. They're on all kinds of pills you yep. know, just so they can stand. And, yeah. You know, I saw some documentary with uh, retired football players that were smoking weed, and they were like, yo, I'd rather smoke weed. It helps my body. It exactly. All these pills are killing me, and they're not exactly. helping. But these, you know, the NFL is just pumping them full of yep. pills and... All their it's wellness crazy, policies, man. like they can do all the steroids they want, but God forbid they right. do something that actually helps them. Exactly. Then they'll, yeah. Yeah, they'll yeah. get fired. It's like crazy. I was actually, I was talking to my mom. She, um, one of her friend's daughters died a couple years ago, and she finally got to talk to her about it today. And she was telling me, like, we just thought, she, we didn't know how she died. They said it was a heart attack. And she was 25. And uh, she was dating some dude from the wrong side of the tracks, and she was hooked on oxycodone or... Um, She'd gotten a wisdom teeth taken out or whatever, and she was on Oxycontin or Oxycodone. Her boyfriend was a drug dealer, so he was always shooting up. And she took Oxycodone and started drinking. They found her that night, I think, that same night, but didn't call or do anything until mid-next morning. They dropped her off. They left her outside the sorority house and admitted her into the hospital, I think. I forgot, I got the, the story kind of screwed up, but they... 
admitted her in as Jane Doe. Like, they pretended they didn't even know who she was. Like, how do you do that to somebody? Ugh. Like, it's somebody you know. It gets so bad and yeah. so ugly. It's like you, you, you just try to do anything. In fact, my <coughs> uh, friend of mine, his brother, younger brother, just passed away. He OD'd. Same thing. Started off with, you yeah. know, painkillers from something, injury that happened. Mm -hmm. And... Fast forward a few years down the road, yep. it's oxys and mm -hmm. roxys and whatever, and then you can't afford that, and it's yep. heroin's exactly. cheaper. And exactly. Once you get hooked on heroin, you know you ain't going anywhere. Exactly. Now this, the, you know, the worst part about it is everybody else. You know, like mm -hmm. you're a mess, but everybody in your life that you're lying to and you're screwing exactly. over and stealing from and all stuff, they're trying to help you, and you're yeah, and you're, you're only still, hanging out with the people that are messed exactly. up as well. Exactly. So it's just a vicious friend, circle. My friend's brother, he um. It got so bad with his drug problem. The kid was back living at home with his mom, and the parents were trying to just do the right thing and you know keep him out of mm -hmm. trouble and keep him on the right path. But the kid, you know, it's like uh, you when see movies addicted, about it, you yeah. know, like Requiem for a Dream, dream yeah. you know, shit like that, and, and where the, the parents are oblivious or they they just want to like quiet the kid so they're like, all right, here's just sure, right. just here's some money, and then they're they're exactly. actually they're enabling them, yeah, you know, without well, and, realizing it. Yeah, so in this case, not only did uh, did the kid bug his mom so much to, to get money to go. To, to cops and to shit, score, but yeah. he had her drive him. So wow. just think about that. The mom freaking drives the kid to pick up the drugs. The kid goes home, does the drugs, and then dies. And the mom finds him in the morning. Now she's got to live with the fact that she, she took him to yeah. pick it up. You know, that's and that's now she's got to think like, if I only just said no, you know, right, like, exactly, maybe it could have been different. Exactly. You know, and now she's got to live with that shit. For the rest it's of her terrible, life. man. Terrible. Yeah. But that's what happens. Yeah, you get you get some kind of injury. The doctors yeah, are all too happy to they're all too happy to give you they're prescription drug dealers, for man. Yeah, they are drug they're legal drug dealers. I don't go to the doctor for shit. I haven't been to the doctor in a while. I absolutely have to. Yeah, my girlfriend keeps bugging me because I got some kind of a tweak in my knee, and both my knees, or something's always something wrong with me, and I just don't go. I just figure it out. It's like going to a bad mechanic. Yeah, pretty much. If you they're don't know what's gonna, going on. Yeah, they, they just start working on you like, ah, maybe it's this. Bang, bang, bang. Exactly. Oh, it's not that. We'll try this. Yeah. Here Hope you this go. Works. Here's some pills. Take exactly. this. Tell me how you feel later. Yeah. And especially here, like in this... in. All of North Jersey, it's a big problem. Yeah, all over the whole country. It. It's all over yeah. the place. But it's, it's like, no, but here is like, yeah, from, I have a lot of cops that are in the area, and mm -hmm. I have a cop friends that are in the area, and they're like, literally, they're running out of Narcan. It's like, crazy. They, they keep their trucks and cars fully loaded with Narcan. And you could, you could buy that now. Yeah. I think like me and you could buy that mm -hmm. in, in like CVS now. That's how bad it is. Where it's like, that's how bad yeah, it is. That's how bad it is. It's crazy. It's, it's real life Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's, and the fact that it's coming from doctors is just, it's so overlooked. And even in my own family, you know, like I okay. talked to every, everyone in their own family has somebody that's on something, something. Yeah. you know, whether it be Xanax or mm -hmm. sleeping pills or yeah. something, you Value. know, they're, they're drunk yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. You got somebody that's doing something. Yeah. It's, it's, we sad. all know somebody. Yeah. At I'm, least, at least one person. Right. I've had to cut multiple friends off mm -hmm. that I've known for over 20 years yeah. because of that shit. Like, yeah. all right, man, you you want to lie to yourself and That's fine. kill yourself, do your thing, yeah. but you're not going to lie to me and drag me down yep. with you. Yep. Yeah, I've had friends that, that got hooked on something, that some things, and then, then they just, they literally cut everybody off, and yeah. they had no one, and they just hung themselves. I have a friend in that similar. He didn't hang himself, and that's what I'm afraid of. But that yeah. he's cut everybody off. Mm -hmm. Nobody, you know, he's the boy that cried wolf. Yeah. Nobody believes anything out mm -hmm. of his mouth. Until nobody wants late. to talk to him no more. Yeah. And even if he is threatening to kill himself, nobody cares. Yeah. Because they he's don't believe so him. Yeah. yeah. They don't believe you. And then when it happens, that's when it's like, it's like oh, oh shit. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, uh, this the same friend. He used to call me up and tried to tell me he was oh i'm gonna drink a bottle of wine mm -hmm. eat all these pills blah 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 and, I, and I, you know he was trying to get a rise out of me and i i finally had to tell him like listen if you tell me that again mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to call like the Somebody. local uh psych department or something yeah. and have you evaluated and yeah. locked up for 30 days because yeah. if you do kill yourself i have to live with the fact that it's, i didn't make that exactly. call. exactly you know, so either cut the shit and stop mm -hmm. saying this, or you know what I mean, yeah. or, or get some help. Exactly. And after that, he stopped. He left me alone. He was like, "All right, I can't do that to him. He's not taking the bait." Right. Exactly. He's not feeling yeah. bad for me. Yeah, and, but you, you know? get you get people that will, will steal and sell anything oh, from anybody. They don't yeah. give a shit. I learned that at an early age. I saw that very early on. Yeah. People, heroin addicts will do anything. Yeah. They'll lie, cheat, steal from from anyone. Yeah. Their own mother. Yeah. And they, and they act like nothing's wrong. Like they, I've seen people where I work and. Like, I work all over Jersey, and you'll see people that, like, almost show off their track marks. It's like, really? And I love when people are like, oh, you know, it's a disease. No, cancer is a disease. Yeah. 
you know, a disease is something you acquire without wanting it. Yeah. That's something exactly. that's going to kill you. You exactly. made a decision to go out and start. Exactly. Start a habit that led it's, to you yeah, dying. It's you're an, an addiction, idiot. not a. Yeah, you're a, a weak-minded a, person yeah. who couldn't say no. Yeah. Because you they, weren't smart enough to see what was. What do, do you know? Does anybody know any heroin addicts that? Live a, a healthy, long life. Not like, no, know. they all go out the same way. Exactly. If you know that that's the outcome and you, you know, it's like jumping out of a plane, like Bill Burr said. Like, yeah. if, you, if you knew 50% of the parachutes aren't going to open, you you're still going to jump out of the plane? No. Well, you got half of these dummies that are like, all right. Yeah. This will work for me. I can yeah. do it. <laughs> but yeah, and then you see, like, how people are just fighting valiant, not valiant, but they're fighting so hard to, like, keep weed illegal. It's like, why? Like I don't even smoke, but it's just like if it's if it's not hurting anybody and it helps people, it helps people with with chemo, with the, dealing with chemo. My dad's going through chemo right now. Do you know how many millions and millions of dollars are are being yep. lobbied, billions, being billions, billions. donated and lobbied yep. for, from all these pharmaceutical companies yep. to stop weed from being legal because yep. they're going to lose so much yep. money. Yeah, right off the top of my head. I mean, you lose Valium, Xanax, Oxycodone. Yeah, all of these issues yep. that people have can be cured with a plant. Treated, grows. treated. You can't. It's okay, not, it can, yeah. be, can be treated big yeah, time. without a doubt. And yeah, absolutely. It, you can call it treated, but if somebody's having fifty seizures in a day, exactly. and they smoke. They take a. They don't even smoke. They take a, 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 a drop pill of CD, CBD oil. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever form you put it in, yeah. and I all saw of a the, sudden they stop having seizures. Exactly. That, that's yep. that's incredible. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think the I think the reason they call it a treatment, not a cure, because it doesn't cure it. Like if you stop taking it, it right. can come back. Yeah, so it's not a cure. Absolutely. That's. I mean, I think that's the one thing that's keeping it illegal. But it's just like when you see how much money Colorado and Washington and California are making. That's incredible. Like when you make, and I've, I've spoken about this before, but when you make so much money from taxes that you have to give people their money back, like how do you how yeah. do you stop that? Yeah. How do you how do you go? How can you? All right. Well, willingly you know what, stop they're, it. They're trying to, but it's slowly making its yeah. way, slowly yeah. creeping yeah. out. All well, because over. you have the internet now. You know, 10, 15 years ago, you didn't have the access of the internet like the way yeah. we have now. Yeah. Where, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you could Google, like, 12 things. Right. Now you have billions upon billions yeah. of websites for porn, let alone marijuana or anything yeah. like that. It's... The information is out there. Yeah. You just got to stick your head out and absorb some of it. Exactly. Well, Caitlin and I were just talking about it when um, when we were talking about the podcast, how I, like, basically learned how to do all this stuff from Google, uh, from uh, YouTube. Yeah, I mean, you, that's how I learned it. I mean, no one else really taught me anything. There's you a just YouTube learned. tutorial for everything. Yeah, to I look up YouTube tie tutorials. Tie tie. Exactly. I had to go like, oh shit, YouTube, boom, <laughs> two seconds and yeah. I tied my tie. Yeah, but conversely, then you get those people that think they got a blue belt in jiu-jitsu from watching oh, YouTube videos. Man, that's the best. Yeah. Online belt testing and yeah, talk about watering shit down. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what happens these days. You know, once anything becomes popular and people see the opportunity to make money, mm-hmm. whether it be shady. Whether they are completely fake or not, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're willing to sell their soul for that money. Yep. Yeah. It's sad because you, you, you see such a beautiful art and it just gets watered down and watered down and watered yeah. down. Like, remember when everyone was, like in the 90s when everyone was afraid of like, let's say, the Taekwondo guy. And then you see that get belittled down because, or Kung Fu or, or whatever. And then you find something that beats the shit out of all those. Mm-hmm. It gets, you know. It's called Jiu-Jitsu. Exactly. Exactly. Did you, have you ever seen that uh, that Wing Chun guy, the Wing Chun master oh, against man. the boxer? Yeah. It's like when it's in slow motion, yeah, that's going to work, but not in real life. You feel bad watching the video. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But he, he like, takes it seriously. He's ma- I think he actually calls himself, like, Master Wing Chun. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The bald, the, the bald uh, Asian dude? You're talking about, the guy, there's a few of them. There was a most recent one where the guy goes against a uh, MMA fighter. No, that was the, I, think that was a, I think that was the Tai Chi one. That might be the Tai Chi guy. Or who was the, the, the... When, like, he said he could center his chi and you couldn't take him down? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't and work. And he was, like, yeah. doing that shit. And I mean, those are all over the place. No, but there's, like, a, a legit Wing Chun guy. Like, he teaches Wing Chun. And there was a boxer. And he goes, well, what happens if I do this? And then he, like, threw his elbow out, out in front of him to, like, block the punch. And he throws it again. And then that pushes him towards his side. So then he elbows him. Like, he pretends to elbow him in the face or break his elbow with his elbow. I it's, think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was very, it's very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah, aggressive yeah. for like no reason at all. Yeah. Like when you have to try that hard to sell something, yeah. there's something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you don't see that with a lot of other martial arts. I mean, you don't see Marcelo Garcia like cranking a guillotine choke. That's the beauty of jujitsu. You don't have to sell the shit. The no, it works don't itself. Lie. Yeah, they don't lie. You exactly. can go into any other place and you could punch the air and hi yeah. and you could do your yeah. little kata bullshit. Exactly. But at the end of the day, it's all bullshit. Yeah. When somebody gets in your face, try it out. See yeah. how it works for you. Because I think it was like I think tai chi was originally just like a form of a different form of yoga, pretty much. 
I'm that. I'm Without the stretching, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on. Yeah, no. Every course. other martial art had its place in time. Yeah, you know what I mean. But just as a comparing them all, if you, why waste your time learning tai chi when you could do jujitsu? Exactly. Why waste your time learning kung fu when you could right. do, learn something that beats it every time? Exactly. You know, it, the UFC came about just to prove all that, just yeah. to, just so everyone could shut up and exactly. say, all right, we're going to prove that jujitsu is right. better than everything yeah. else. And then Hoist Gracie, Gracie did that in. in 1993. Exactly. People are still talking about exactly. it like it's uh, like it's still a discussion. Exactly. I don't know why anybody, the people that spent 10, 20 years believing in their kung fu, karate, Taiko, blah, 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 yeah. all that bullshit, mm-hmm. they're training jiu-jitsu now. Exactly. They have to. Because I mean, they're like, why did I spend 10 years doing this? I right. can't believe I exactly. believed in this so much. Yeah. And I just got dismantled by a guy yeah. laying on his back. Exactly. So the and proof you, is the mats yeah. don't lie. Oh, absolutely not. Because you see people that have – it's a lot easier from what I've seen for a striker – I mean for a grappler to learn striking than it is for a striker to learn grappling. Almost. I mean, it could be 50-50. Yeah, I guess it depends on how deep you're going in it. You know, like yeah. boxing itself, it's, yeah. it's a science on its own. It yeah. takes a long, long time. Oh, that, know, yeah, Not absolutely. just the striking, but the head movement, the, feet, exactly. the footwork and everything. Exactly. But, yeah, jiu-jitsu is just, it's the same thing. It's just as deep. It's super detailed. Oh, yeah. Like, when, when you say, like, dissecting like a surgeon, it's, like, the yeah. slightest movements. It's literally, like, the place of an elbow mm-hmm. or your wrist uh, oh, your grip. wrist against, exactly. Oh, he had his grip. He had his hand on my wrist. Now he just moved it up to my bicep. Everything exactly. changes. Everything exactly. changes. Even the way you grab the collar in, in with the mm-hmm. gi, it's like if you grab it the wrong way, it's not effective at all. And I, I tell people all the time, it's kind of like you're trying to get your your brain to work like your navigation in your car. You know, exactly. you, you, your car says make the next right-hand turn, you pass it, all of a sudden it's recalculating exactly. and it tells you make the right right and put you back on track. Right. Well, that's what your brain has to right. do without you being able to think. Exactly. You have to realize, oh shit, he let go of my knee and now his grip is over he's going, here. Yeah. Now I so have he's going to move for this else. way and then exactly. he grabs over here. Now right. you have to re- constantly thinking yeah. on the it's fly. Hu- it's human chess, like yeah. every, like every jiu-jitsu solved. player says. Yep. That's yep. the beauty of it. Yeah, it's like and life um, is nothing but problems. It just keeps throwing them at you one exactly, after another. Exactly. So faster and faster each time. Yeah. Well, it's like I forget if it's Hickson or Helson said, "Jujitsu is you do this and I do that, and then you do this and I do that forever," mm-hmm. which is pretty much what it is. Yeah. I can't remember if it's Hickson or Helson, one of the Gracies. Absolutely. But yeah, it's there's a counter to every move and there's a counter to every, every counter. Exactly. So that's how and it starts. In, it's, yeah. You so go, people, I go, you go, I go. Exactly. Counter, so people counter, that get counter. frustrated easily that like have to be the best. At that, it's like you're not going to get very far. Mm-hmm. Not in jiu-jitsu anyway. You won't get far in life if that's your mentality no, either. No, I mean to push yourself to be the best is one thing, but to expect to be the best is something completely or different even altogether. To, just to try. Exactly. To, all to right, I'm going to try that again. Yeah. I'm going to try yeah. again. Let me yeah. try again. Let me try yeah. again. You know how awful it is coming in here getting choked out by people every day? All right. Right. Let me try that again. All right. Yeah. I'm working on a certain move, but every exactly. time I'm trying this, I get caught in some other submission. Exactly. Just got to keep trying and keep exactly. trying until it works. Exactly. That, that's get better what at hippos games. Work. Yeah. Even if you, if you have to shrimp 100 times a day. Yeah. Which I've done. Like when I was out for a while, I have tile on my floor. And my floor is tile. I would shrimp on, on tile. No matter how much it hurt, I'd shrimp on tile. It's... It's it definitely something that gets addicting very quickly. Yeah. When you see someone who's who's my size, not very big, I'm like 155 pounds, and when you if I continued training, um, with the damage you can do. I mean, you see people that are 155 pounds now in the UFC that they can just destroy people. Oh, yeah. You what look at I someone like like how we just talked about Ryan Hall. I mean, he's he's a black belt under Henzo, right? I think. No. No. Where did he? Where did Ryan get his black belt? That I don't remember. I forgot. Yeah, I can't remember. But I mean, people were getting pissed off because he kept going for what was he going for, like a leg lock yeah. or some kind of a, some kind of a MNRI rolls. Yeah, MNRI rolls. rolls. And you know, they're like, "Oh, it's a bullshit fight." It's like it's fighting. Like it's it's jujitsu, it's taekwondo, it's boxing, it's muay thai, it's those, everything. Those are people that don't understand what a fight is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, even if people there wasn't think a fight, is punching each other in the face. Yeah, like rock and sock and robots. Exactly. That's the that idea of a fight. Until somebody gets into one and it exactly. ends up on the ground nine out of ten times. Exactly. And then by that time, everyone's just, like you said, out of breath and they don't know what to do. Yeah. And now you're in my world. Exactly. Because then if you miss or you, you punch the wrong the wrong part of your fist, you're fucked. That oh, hand yeah. is useless now. I got plates and screws and these, all these bones over here. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like Wolverine. Huh? <laughs> like Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. If I showed you my x-rays, it looks like railroad tracks going across Crush my your arm. That's, yeah. <clears throat> it's not fun. No. And that's what happens in real life, in real yeah. fights, you know? Yep. Yeah. So that's what I was telling these guys tonight, you know, for self-defense. 
you you don't want to have to think about things when it's happening. Right. You have to react you want, exactly. on the fly. Your body exactly. has to go into autopilot, and mm-hmm. you have to know what to do. You have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to be aware of times. what's going on in front of yep. you. Yep. It's yep. very, very big. And it's it's rough when you try to explain jiu-jitsu to somebody, and then they're like, well, what happens if there's more than one guy? It's like, why do you have to complicate the situation? <laughs> Almost. Then, I mean, I'll take my, then I take out my gun. Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, anything like, could change. Like, exactly. Like, All right, well, there's four guys I can take out. What if I do this? What if right, I exactly. have this? What if I call five of my friends and they Exactly. Come? So, yeah, those what ifs. Yeah. Or if, I mean, if, pretty much if you take one of them down and get a, some kind of a submission up quick, they're going to give up. The other, the other, the other three are going to get kind of scared. At the end of the day, it's about survival. Yep. If you're in a situation and you're, there's four or five guys that are trying to take your life away from you or yeah. trying to take your stuff away from you, it's about survival and going home at the end of the exactly. day. Exactly. Doing what you got to do. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu so, or whatever. And that's what people don't realize. And the most people that ask questions like that have never been in a real-life situation before. No. Never. No. But they've sat there and daydreamed about it and said, this yeah. is what I would do. Exactly. Like, Good luck. Yeah. Try that. Yeah. And then the, I think it was Customato that said, everyone's got to plan it until they get punched in the face. Absolutely. It was either him. I know it was something to do with Mike Tyson. <clears throat> I think it was Customato. I know plenty of people that train that are that are that consider themselves tough guys that, mm-hmm. that train but have never been punched in the right. face before. And yeah. I tell my students all the time, just because you're you're good at jujitsu, don't forget the fact that if somebody shoves an elbow down your throat, oh, you're your jujitsu goes out the window. Exactly. Okay, so you're gonna have to you need to know how to defend yourself exactly. and how to fight back under those circumstances exactly. when someone is punching. Exactly. You, in you the need face. to recognize someone's shoulder movement yeah. when they're throwing a punch or trying to elbow you in the face. Like I was sparring I was sparring in quotation marks with Sergio one day and he just hit me with a light jab and that's not fun. No. Like even with the light jab from a 145 pound no, dude, it's not punched in the face. It's hurts. not fun. Yeah, it, it's hurts. not fun. And there, there. So I mean, I, I tell my students all the time too. You have to be if you're if you're in a fight, you got to be willing to accept the give and take. If exactly. I'm trying to hit you, I'm chances are you're gonna hit me back. Right. Certain guys, you got guys like Brock Lesnar. Mm, doesn't like getting punched in the face. Nope. You nope. Could punch, he could be a guy half his size punches him mm-hmm. in the face. He starts turning and almost running away from yeah. punches. And I see that from people all the time. Yeah. We even look at um, what happened with. Um, Alistair Overeem and uh, Stipe, the last, their last fight. They started running away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally running. It was literally, his back was to yeah. Stipe. It was insane. And then that's a guy who can actually take a punch. But some guys, yeah. you hit well, them once, yeah. and they, they, they cover and they close yeah. their eyes and they look away and, yep. you know, they're not used to it. And good luck, man. You, yeah. could, you could be very good at jiu-jitsu, but if you don't like getting punched in the face, yeah. that's going to change your whole your whole. Or at day. least, I mean, I don't know anyone that likes to get punched in the face, but at least being able to take a punch exactly. in the face. Exactly, being aware and know how yeah. to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. because like you said, like, I mean, Brock Lesnar, I mean, for as long as he did, I mean, a lot, my, that was my problem with, um, what's his name? The wrestler, uh, CM Punk. Like him just getting an automatic contract to the UFC. It's like, like, because you and I know people that, if anything, deserve a, at least a shot there and obviously it was because they're bringing numbers yeah but so we're talking like that's it's 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 not the fight game no it's the anymore. entertainment business yeah now it is especially so, when they got bought by yeah. caa once there's that much money in yeah. it now you got people coming now it's the entertainment business yeah. so it's that there's the balancing act there yeah. between setting up the right fights and setting up the right. fights that people will pay for right because that's what they were talking about when they they were trying to announce uh dj mighty mouse versus uh tj dillashaw but he doesn't want to do it because it's for the title and it's not a super fight. Like they were trying to call it a super fight, but TJ doesn't have the belt. Right. So it's like, why DJ has everything to lose? Yeah. He, I mean, he's trying to break Silva's record mm-hmm. and all that, and like he's got everything to lose. And DJ is a perfect example of a guy that's one of the best fighters in the if world. If not, if not the best. But he chooses to not market himself the way he right. should be, like a Conor McGregor, and that's why he's not getting paid. That's right. why nobody. Not that he's not getting paid, but that's why nobody knows him. Only the right. hardcore fans exactly. know who he is. Exactly. I mean, so he's, a, a, he's headlined a, a couple of pay-per-views, too. He's headlined a couple of pay-per-views. Oh, absolutely. Pay- contrary to what Dana White says, because I was listening to his uh, interview last, yesterday with uh, Matt Serra and Jim Norton. Oh, no, it was Matt Serra and Ray Longo. And he was saying how he was talking, not talking shit, but he was saying about how Mighty Mouse has never been on a pay-per-view or anything like that. I'm like, he's headlined like three or four times. Or he's at least, he's headlined, and he fought Dodson at 191, I think. That was a headliner. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him headline yeah. a couple well, times. Well, that John Jones OSP fight that I was talking about, he was on the undercard where he beat, I mean, um, he was the fight beforehand, the co-main event where he beat Henry Cejudo, who like everyone was talking about, and he beat the shit out of him. And now he just be he tapped out Wilson yeah. Hayes, who's never been tapped out before. Right, exactly. 
He's a very, he gets very, no credit because he's not very he's not a shit marketable. Talker. Yeah, he he's doesn't market himself well. He's he's more he's a fighter. He's in the yeah. fight game. He's not in the entertainment business, right. and that's why it, it screws up his career. Yeah, where guys like fucking Conor McGregor, who yeah. don't have half the skills that he has, no. is able to talk his way into all right. these big fights, big money yeah. fights. Exactly. And people that your average fan think that. McGregor is a better fighter than DJ. Like not, no, not even not even the same not ballpark. Even cl- no, not even close. Not the same ballpark. No. But he did the right. He he followed the he rules the right for the entertainment yep. entertainment business. And he got the right fights. Because yep. you you saw versus. I mean, He's selling Diaz. seats. And that's exactly. What it's about. Because you saw the Diaz fight, the first one. I mean, he did not want anything to do with Diaz. Once he realized that he was gonna get knocked out, he went for a shitty ass mm-hmm. takedown and got choked out, which is what he wanted because he didn't want to get knocked out. I thought that exposed him, but apparently, you know, other people still believe he's like this. Untouchable for I don't know. Well, right. because he tries to he tries to fuck with people mentally, which is nothing new. I mean, everyone knows that he tries to fuck with people mentally. But, but when you that's then, the entertainment part. Exactly. Of it. That's what I'm saying. He, exactly. he, he's very good at talking people out of their game. Exactly. You know, because if you look at his fight with um with Chad Mendes, I think it was like two years ago when they fought for the the featherweight title, mm-hmm. the interim one. Mendes had him beat in like the first yeah. round. He, he didn't have he, the gas tank. Exactly. He wrestled fuck the shit out and of him. I, and I wonder why he took that fight on two weeks now, or I wonder why. Uh, Connor was okay with it. Yeah, 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 that's why. Exactly. He needs the advantage. Yeah, yeah. But what, what, what kind of pissed me off was the fact of like how he was like when he lost to Diaz the first time, because I think he lost the second time too. Personally. Oh, me too. But um, we're not the judges. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the first time he kept saying, you know, I bumped up to one seventy. I'm not used to fighting at that. I'm like, neither is Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz walks around like one ninety, I think. Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Nate Diaz. Um. You know, so everyone was bumped up for that play. He wasn't the only one. He he said some dumb shit like uh, he realized after that fight that um, he can't knock guys out 170. Yeah, but he wants to go and fight Tyler. He can, yeah. But 170 is, and in my eyes, I'm like, you, you're you saying, well, I can't beat up guys my size. Right, exactly. That's Well, that's why a lot of people But I can go beat up smaller guys than me. Right. Oh, good, good for you. I can right, do exactly. that too. Exactly. So everybody feels yeah, comfortable push fighting smaller trainer. dudes. Yeah. But when you're fighting somebody, that's the challenge is that's to why fight you're somebody exactly. your size. Exactly. Well, guess what? You're a good shit talker. Unfortunately, so is Nate Diaz. And he doesn't, he's a better shit talker. Yeah, he's not going to buy into that bullshit. Yeah. So now you're you're not going to out-talk him no. or get into his head with your talking. No. And you actually have to fight this yeah. guy. Not when you have fight. Nate Diaz as an older brother. Exactly. So, but I, I thought that exposed it. But apparently, people are still on the the train. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate him. I just there's better, and I understand there's got you got to make money. Yeah. So you got to talk your shit. So you know, I that's fine. But you can't like try and think you're the best when you're kind of almost like a one dimensional fighter. You could pretty much. You could think you're the best and talk all the shit in the world, mm-hmm. but you got to put it on the line. Yeah. Like how we got into Aldo's yeah. head. If you nine times out of ten, that I don't think that happens. But you never know. The fact that they let him just leave that division Mm -hmm. open for so long. And he hasn't defended the the, the 155 either. Strip his titles. It's it's all for money. It's Exactly. That's what it is. They're letting him get away with whatever he wants. Exactly. He's he's putting money in the bank. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. Now the 155 is held hostage. The 185 is going to be held hostage Mm -hmm. now because Bisving's out and GSP isn't going to fight. So now they're doing uh, Yoel Romero versus Robert Whitaker at 213. Yeah, that's going to be. I got Whitaker for that one, I think. Oof. I got Whitaker. You can never count out Romero. I know, especially after what he did to Weidman. Oof. But I think that was kind of lucky. I don't think he timed it per- purposely that knee. But you know, never know. man. I yeah, know. He's a very skilled fighter. I mean, he's a he's an Olympic-level judo it's, player. Yeah, so. it's, it's hard to say it's luck. It's a technique that he's practiced, and, yeah. and, and you try and catch when a guy is shooting on That's you. True. So That's did, true. Was it luck, or did he time it right? You know? Exactly. But <coughs> that's going to be that more than it was lucky. Yeah, I think that one's supposed to be. And then uh, Cowboy Cerrone versus Robbie Lawler, which is going to be a good fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be. I'm a huge Cerrone fan. Like, my background on my phone is Cerrone giving you the finger. So. And I've been a Lawler fan for so long. Yeah, uh, I'd love Lawler's to awesome. see that fight. That's going to be a, a knockdown drag out fight. Yeah. But I think that maybe Lawler getting ready to retire, too. He's been fighting for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him, especially as many shots as he's taken to the head. Um, even Cerrone, I mean, it, uh, you've heard on, I don't know if you've heard on the, the Joe Rogan experience, he's talked about not retiring, but um, I did, how many times has he gotten hit in the head? And I did hear him say that he, did, he no longer uh, spars. He no longer spars. Yeah, which yeah. is smart, which, especially for it's a fighter like him. technical sparring. Well, I don't know if you saw his fight against Jorge Masvidal, but that was, he looked, did he did not that. look good. I Where he got knocked down in the second round? Yeah. That was bad. But Masvidal's, it's just. He's also yeah. nice. Yeah. But I had Maya that whole time when it was against him versus Masvidal like mm. three, four weeks ago. 
But people people always count out the jujitsu guys sometimes. I mean, they know what jujitsu can do, but they still they don't understand the caliber of jujitsu like a Damian Maya or um, a Jacare or even a Ryan Hall or anybody. Not only do they not understand it, but even what they don't really what, the biggest misunderstanding is the fact that like uh, Chelson and um, Anderson Silva. Yeah, exactly. Going to beat the piss out of him for five, five rounds. rounds, like f- literally five rounds, like four rounds and probably four minutes. Yeah, four, four minutes, something minutes like that. Something. Gets caught yeah. in a triangle and taps, and that's it. And people are like, ah, oh, he just got caught. He didn't. He didn't lose. Anderson Silva didn't win that fight. Chael just got caught. What does that mean? Exactly. What? How do? You, how, he does was it, better, how does he a human wrap wrap their brain around the fact that I was choking you unconscious and you begged me to stop? Exactly. He was he, a smarter fighter. It, people just don't understand. That's they think punching you in the face is a fight. Yeah. If I choke you unconscious, I can do whatever the hell I want to exactly. after that. I well, people want us. We're in our reptilian brain. We're hardwired to want to see blood and gore and punches. That's I, what that's what we see as being manly. Yeah, but even even nowadays, like I just saw a video of uh, two two kids. One guy was starting a fight with another guy. He had a shirt off. He was all you know chest mm-hmm. puffed out. He's yeah. right, what's up, bro? He's talking right. shit to this guy in a car. Guy gets out of the car, and the guy in the car didn't want to fight, but this guy was pushing it. The guy with the shirt off, so the guy's standing. Of course, there with his there's always the guy out, with his shirt right? off. So the guy gets out of the car. They start going at it. The, the guy in the car, the guy mm-hmm. with his shirt on, he takes the dude down. Mm-hmm. Double legs him, takes him down. On the way down, the guy goes to post and he breaks his arm on the way down. I saw that. I saw okay? that one. Yeah. And he rolls over. Oh, chill, like, oh, chill, oh, chill, 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 chill. My arm, yeah, my arm, arm. And the guy gets up off him and backs up off yeah. him. And I was yeah. like, wow. What fucking world do these idiots live in yeah. where this guy that was Mr. Tough Guy puffing his chest out, he's, this, he wants this guy to stop now? Right. Like, I don't know what world they yeah. live in. It's but not if the you real call world. me out and, and you, threaten to, to, you threaten to kill me or to take my life from or me and then yeah. your arm breaks in the process because you didn't know how to – you didn't know how to fall, right? Exactly. I'll tell you what, that I'm not going to back... You don't get to tap in no. a real fight. No, and, you don't. And just because you hurt yourself during the fight does not, not mean fault. that yeah, I'm exactly. not going to make that injury worse. Exactly. I'm going to get up and kick you in your broken exactly. arm. Exactly. Because that's what happens in the real world. Exactly. You know, and that's what people don't understand. But these... MMA has changed uh, people's look on fighting. Everyone thinks they're a fighter now. Everybody thinks they're tough. Everyone right. thinks, oh, if I got into a fight, I would do this and tap right, the guy out. Get, it's it's, it's like, hours and hours and hours of practice. People, people don't – they don't understand. And then yeah. they, they get into a fight in the street and they start doing this nonsense. Yeah. They're, they're like they go for a take, an MMA they go, fight in the street and then they get stabbed. Exactly. You know, and it's like, oh, you shit. Yeah, jiu-jitsu doesn't help with a gun or a knife. No, it's, it's a different world. Yeah. And, and the, a lot of people have a, a misconception of things. They don't, they don't understand the reality. Yeah. And that's what I'm very, very big on in my school. I mm. teach – I don't just teach jiu-jitsu. I, I teach reality. I, yeah. I teach these guys what actually happens in the real world and how to deal with it. You yeah. Know? I mean, you, I guess from important. your experiences, you know what can and cannot go oh, wrong. 100%. I mean, you can't predict everything, but, you know, but when you, you have a pretty good layout yeah, of what you want to be ready expect. for most things. Exactly. And in training every day, I get to notice different people's reactions. Everybody mm-hmm. reacts differently. Mm-hmm. People think differently. Think People move differently. Yeah. Well, I get to practice on all different types of body types. Exactly. Big people, little people, fat yeah. people, skinny people. Everyone reacts differently, mm-hmm. you know? It was like when I first started training with you, it was um, four years ago when we were training at Silver Fox. It was like, oh, shit, this guy's going to destroy me. And because you don't really know just how skilled someone is. I mean, just because you have a brown belt doesn't mean you are a brown belt, but it depends. Like, are you an asshole brown belt? Right. Are you like someone who actually sure. wants to other pe- wants to teach other people and make sure they understand it? Want help for you some- or want to hurt you? Exactly. And, you know, you've been nothing but awesome in all the times we've trained together. And it's nice. just like you – You'll break it down mid-roll and say, no, do this. Put your hips here or grab my arm this way or grab my head this way and twir- like twirl the arm that way. And it's just like – and it's it's dissecting it mid-roll and it's like this is awesome. It's also ego. Going back yeah. to the ego thing. You know, I don't I don't have an ego at all. Yeah, I you know can very easily I'm... just like let me, let me do – um, you can just let me mess up constantly and then I just never learn anything. I don't, I don't go into a sparring session to win. Right, you go into. I'm going to have fun mm-hmm. and learn. That's why I do this every day. I love it. I have right. fun. I want to. I want to play around and do fun shit. Sometimes it bites me in the ass. Sometimes I get right. caught by much lower, lower level guys because mm-hmm. I'm because <clears throat> I'm toying around with them and I just want to experiment with new stuff and right. have fun. It's it's not fun to just smash someone and pass their guard and get to the mound and just crush them and exactly, do nothing. Because you're not I learning. Wanna, anything. No, I want to. I want to. I want to get better. This exactly. is an art form. Yeah, because you see guys. Because there are guys out there that. Just use brute strength, and that doesn't always work. Because yeah. when you get a guy who's your caliber, who's just as strong, and has technique, you're screwed. Or even it doesn't have, isn't that strong, but has technique, 
you could still be screwed. What most people don't realize is this is a classroom. This is where mm-hmm. this isn't uh this is yes, it's a gym, yes we spar, but it's a classroom. Mm-hmm. You're here to learn. Right. When we do spar, we're I'm trying to iron sharpens iron. I'm exactly. trying to make you better, you're trying to right. make me better. Yeah, Some people go in with the with the mentality of I want to win no matter what. I'm, exactly. I'm going to class. I'm beating him. I'm beating him. I'm beating him. Beating right. him. I'm the champ. I'm out of here. Exactly. Next week I'm coming back and I'm going right. to do it all over again. Exactly. And I, you know, and that's a shitty attitude and it it, it, it slows down your learning curve. Mm-hmm. You know, dramatically. It, oh my god. Some people never ever get past that mm-hmm. and they stay in their comfort zone. And yeah, they're good at passing your guard and they're good at getting to certain positions. But and that's, then that's what's it. Exactly. That's it. You know, they say when you get your black belt, that's when the learning begins, and that's the truth. Yep. You know, that's when I started to really just open right. up and start playing with different things that I know that I'm bad at, that right. I know that I need to work on. Exactly. You know, certain, certain guards, certain things that I do that I'm not very good at. You know, I've spent 13 years doing other things mm-hmm. and that I'm very good at, but I lack in this area. Right. So now I want to play with that and improve on that. Right. What would you say is your favorite go-to submission? Huh, I was just asked this and I was, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I love everything so much. Um... I would say the Kimura is okay. probably my most Accessible. widely used because okay. I, I, I use it to get to other things. I use it for, yeah, the whole Kimura trap system is, is yeah. incredible and I use it for controlling positions, mm-hmm. and, you know, transitioning for arm bars, triangles, mm-hmm. for Kimuras, for so many things. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, David Avalon actually said. You know, if you become like a doctor, you go to school to become a doctor, you don't become a doctor of everything. Right. You specialize in some area, mm-hmm. whether it be the brain, the heart, the, you know, the foot doctor, anything. Right. You, have a, you have an area that you specialize in. Mm-hmm. Same thing in jiu-jitsu. You want to specialize in an area. You want right. to not be, you know, you want to specialize in something. So in his mind, he said the, the Kimura is what he specialized in, mm-hmm. developed a whole Kimura trap system off of that, right. and it leads to everywhere. Right. And I did that with him 10 years ago, and... I've been using that system ever since, and I've been showing it. I teach it all the time. Right. Nowadays, you're seeing it everywhere. You're seeing yeah. it, especially in Nogi. A lot of mm-hmm. like the Donahers guys are using yeah. it. A lot of a lot of a lot of places are now using it yeah. and not giving credit to who actually brought it around. Right, right. And they're just kind of coining it their own system mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Which whatever that happens all the time. Yeah. But you know, I've seen this for a long, long time, and I think it's a, like I said, you specialize in the Kimura, you can use it. Everywhere, right? Exactly. So, I'm a very, very big, very big on leg locks. I'm mm-hmm. very big on half guard. And, right. uh That's a big down in her death squad thing is the leg locks and knee bars. That's and, yeah. That's, that's all. That's all recent in the last yeah. couple of years. Also, yeah. You know, that's very popular. Not just with down her death squad. Oh but, no, yeah. But just across the board in jujitsu, mm-hmm. all of a sudden heel hooks started to become yeah. super popular again, right. and now everybody thinks they're leg lock specialists and they've been right. doing them for a year and they're mm-hmm. winning some tournaments and now they right. want to coach you on them and do seminars right. on them you know yeah. i you know i don't think i'm that great at them i think i'm i think i'm decent at them i've been playing with them for i don't know 12 since since i got my blue belt mm-hmm. basically i learned you know i knee bar and that's another thing knee bars are I would say, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've never, I've very, never been, very high up in my submission yeah, game is yeah. our knee bars, and I attack them you, all the time. Do you prefer, um, like joints, or do you prefer like chokes? Um, I I like them all to be honest, but I do like the philosophy of uh, I, I believe it was Half or Caesar that said it best. Like, uh, or may, it might have even been I don't know, it might have been Elio, but either way, one of the greats. He said like you can. You can break somebody's arm during a fight. They, they still, still have come another out arm, right? And they'll be pissed off. Right? You, know? you choke somebody unconscious. They're not they coming back up. Yeah, yeah. people I forgot, don't fight I back when they're asleep. I forgot who said that. But that, that's yeah. yeah that I would totally be my... messed up the whole quote, but you got the point. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got and it. Well, it also makes it's, sense. It's true. Oh, you get someone that's high on man? PCP or something. They don't feel that arm break. Listen, I've done security in bars, clubs, private <laughs> right. security. I've had to choke out a whole bunch of people over the years. And hasn't yes. failed yet. <laughs> no, it hasn't failed. Yeah. And believe me, people, it, everything goes from very, very heightened and very uh, hectic and, and, and anxiety and, and all that stuff to super duper calm yeah. like that. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. a person is sleeping, they, they literally right. melt in your arms. Yeah. They go from freaking out to melting mm-hmm. in your arms and you lay them on the floor and you wake them up and exactly. you tell them now go home. You lift, you lift their legs up so That's they it. blood rush to the head and, and uh-huh. they're good. Yeah, jiu-jitsu is... Uh, it's a very interesting art. People don't realize it. Think it's like, oh, you're rolling around with guys all day. It's like, no, <laughs> dude. It's like the complete. Well, I love it. It's I just that. like, those no. are the guys that watch professional wrestling too. 
Hey, I watch professional wrestling. <laughs> I mean, but I don't you do think jiu-jitsu, it's... so you're not talking shit on <laughs> well, that. You at least understand. But those well, are the yeah. guys that will clown jiu-jitsu. You wear pajamas. Right, exactly. They'll go watch dudes in, right. in little thongs, you know, oiled mm-hmm. up wrestling. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how many people think that they're, they're professionals at everything just because they watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, because when you go to the bars, you, you, everyone goes, throw a left hook, throw a left hook, throw a left hook. It's like... You need to set up how to throw the left hook. How you can't many, just go and throw the left hook. How many people do you know watching a baseball game are like, oh, this guy's ERA and his right. bop, bop, bop. They know everything yeah. about everything right. and how he stands when he throws a pitch. And everybody's an expert on mm-hmm. every detail in a sport mm-hmm. they don't even play. Right. Well, I'm amazed the new baseball. Exactly. It's the same. Or the now new every or idiot at the bar is a yeah. tough guy and he's, oh, he should... Drop his elbow if he's going to... Shut the fuck up. Right, You've never exactly. even trained a day in your life. Right. You've never been in a fight in your life. Right. But you're going to sit here and act like a tough right. guy. And like, I even tell like an asshole when I'm fight. doing it, even though I've trained before and I understand the concept of, you know, avoiding the punch or avoiding the takedown when you got like, sprawling for that or avoiding this and avoiding that, it's it's very difficult. People don't realize the, the training in learning how to defend a takedown alone, let alone defending the takedown, going to his back and choking him out or, you know, going for a leg lock or going for um, an arm bar arm triangle, whatever. It's very difficult unless you learn how to do it. It's, it's not something you learn over, overnight. And that's why consistency in this is, is key. key. You yep. can't just take a couple classes and say, all right, I know some right. jiu-jitsu now. I'll, I'll get in a fight. I know what to do. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. And then way. you get the people that try to pick the fights when they think they know what's going Ugh. on. and They get knocked out or choked out really quick. Uh-huh. I mean, luckily, I, like whenever we've gone out, no one's ever tried to pick fights with us. I don't know if it's because we were in a big group or what, but it's just like, once again, it's because no one really has an ego. We're all just there to have a good time and make yeah. sure everyone else has a good time. You never know when shit's going to happen, though. Right. Oh, exactly. I don't want to mess up another quote, but there was that... that, that <laughs> what is that? Uh, that war... It's better to be a warrior in a garden... Garden than a gardener in a war. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, I've better said that, but yeah. That's a that's a, yeah, that's a a yeah quote I've heard before. That's um, very true. You never yeah. know. Because my girlfriend gets get, gets uh, gets on me because I'm into... Not I'm into survival, but given what I know before she and I met... The shit that can go wrong very, very quickly with car accidents, fires, whatever. Sure. So I have I have certain things that in preparation, not like a doomsday prepper or anything like that, but I have certain things like I have extra, um, you know, emergency knives where, you know, it's a seatbelt cutter, glass breaker, and all that other stuff in one, and I gave her one. Exactly. And she thinks I'm a psycho because I do this. I'm like, no, I'm like, I understand how quickly a fun time can get really, <laughs> really bad, really, really fast. And if you're on a highway and it's packed and everyone's rubbernecking to see what the hell happened to you, it's going to take a while for that ambulance to get there. I just so, – it's funny. I'm going to tell you another story, but you just uh, – the, the car thing just yeah. reminded me. On my way up here like a couple of months ago, some guy cuts me off or some shit and I didn't even care. I just kept going. Right. He's pulling up on side of me. He's giving me the finger yeah. all the stuff and I'm just like, whatever, dude. So I start laughing at him mm-hmm. just to make him more angry. So mm-hmm. he's real pissed off. So <laughs> – I kind of he, he got under my skin a little right. bit because this was going on for miles so I was mm. eating a banana at the time <laughs> so he's giving me the finger and all this stuff telling me pull over and all this crap and I'm just like laughing so I end up throwing my banana peel out the window yeah. at him and that just sent him off right <laughs> so now he pulls up next to me pulls out this knife this big I don't know like a big Rambo looking knife <laughs> like you know a bowie knife yeah. yeah like and he's got his he's driving his car he's got his hand out the window waving this knife on 17 route 17 middle of the day waving this knife I'm gonna fucking kill you pull over pull over and I'm just laughing at him I'm right. just like ah whatever you know right and all of a sudden I run into dead stop traffic mm-hmm. so there we go and I'm like alright now he's right behind me right and I have to be prepared right <clears throat> so I'm thinking alright he gets out of the car if I stay in the car this is all right you know, on the fly thinking, mm-hmm. like, right. what's about to happen? Right. Are you, you going to get out of the car to try exactly. to keep him in the now, car? Am I going to get out of the car to not... I'm not getting out to fight a dude with a big knife, yeah. knife in his yeah. hand, but I'm not sitting in the car where I'm where sitting duck and exactly. I'm going to get stabbed. Exactly. Right. So I had to wait to see if he was getting out of the car, which I'd have to get out of the car. Right. And so he didn't get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, good. Now I don't yeah. have to. Traffic yeah. started to move. And I was yeah. like, all right, good. And, and that was yeah. the end of it. You know, it's But like, the situation... Yeah, that it could change very quickly. Just, if you got out of the car, that would have changed yeah. completely right there. Yep. And yep. another, it's funny, I was telling this earlier to my guys. In in an event like that, it's a life-changing event, okay? Oh, absolutely. And I, and I was telling these guys that, just like you said before, your girlfriend thinks you're paranoid when mm-hmm. you say stuff like that. Like, my ex-girlfriend used to think I was paranoid mm-hmm. when I would say shit like that. And I would tell her, like, listen, you go out in groups of girls. Are you out drinking? Yeah. Until you close out the bar, you're going yeah. home, you live in the city, you're going home to your apartment, 
you know, at 5, 4 in the morning and mm-hmm. shit. You got to be careful. You're yeah. drunk, you know. And she, ah, she would yeah. always say I was crazy and paranoid mm-hmm. and whatever. And I would tell her, like, listen, if anything ever happens to you, it's going to change your life forever. Mm-hmm. She never wanted to believe me. So one day, exactly what I said. She gets out of the cab. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. She's wasted. She walks a couple feet to her door. Mm-hmm. This is 56th Street. So it's a decent area, you know, yeah. right by all the studios and stuff. Mm-hmm. 56th and 10th, I believe, or 11th, whatever. Not a bad area at all. So she walks into the vestibule of her apartment and she's about to take her keys out to open the next mm-hmm. door. And some big dude walks in behind her mm-hmm. who she clearly knows does not live there. Right. right. And she just kind of freezes like, oh, mm-hmm. God. And some old man getting who was up at four in the morning to go get his mail or something or go get the newspaper comes out of an apartment and starts walking towards the front mm-hmm. door. So the guy sees the old man and the big dude just walks turns away and he walks yep. away. Yeah. Thank God. And then she told me that, and I was like, that's everything that I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And if that old man didn't walk out, that guy would have waited until you opened the door. Right. He would have taken you up to the roof or to your apartment, mm-hmm. and your life would be changed forever. Yep. Forever. You yep. never people get to go back exactly. to who you were people before that. Yeah. No, you're always going to look over your shoulder. Anybody exactly. touches you, you're going to freak exactly. out. You're and never, you, can't, you can't form a relationship that So way. many things are going to change in your life, yep. you know, and, and that's what people don't realize. And that yep. day she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe yep. that actually happened. I'm like, you yep. see, I'm not... I'm not stupid. Yeah. I'm just aware. I, we live in a world where there's maniacs out there. Exactly. Okay? People don't people want to are looking it. to hurt you and take yep. your shit. Just as many nice people mm-hmm. as are there are out there, you have just as many Psychos. maniacs yep. out there. Yep. And, you you know, obviously you don't have to be prepared every day for that. But right. in the event some shit happens, exactly. you, you want to have a game plan. Exactly. You know, granted, you can't have a game plan for every scenario, but it's, you know, at least you know that... Um, you can do something if something were to pop. You'd have a good plan of what to do. Exactly. A game plan. Yeah. Even exactly. if it's a, a just a, a, a short, you know, a little one. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be some intricate, crazy. Right. You don't have to be a black belt in jujitsu. Exactly. But you, exactly. you, you, you don't need know, to try and bear a bowl of them on concrete. Exactly. <laughs> just a couple of simple things. Right. All right. All right. I think I kept it here long enough. Cool. This Thank is, you for your time. Yeah, I no appreciate it. It was, awesome. it was a pleasure. Um, I'm going to jujitsu. I could talk forever. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm the same way.